Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Visual Politic Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Simon Whistler, and this, as always, is the audio version of a video that we initially released on our YouTube channel on the 25th of June of this year, 2019. It's all about why Germany quite hates nuclear power quite so much, or hates nuclear power quite so much. It's uh, it's an interesting one, still just as relevant today as when it went out. As always, I'm going to jump in as necessary throughout this episode and explain anything that worked in the visual form but doesn't translate well to audio so any graphs and stuff i'll jump in and explain them and let's get into it nuclear power is like a hamburger you said you wouldn't have them anymore but at the end of the day you just can't resist the temptation the same goes for nuclear power we all use it even though it's a bit controversial If you've been following visual politic for a long time, you already know that China has been building power plants like there was no tomorrow. Well, in Europe, we've actually got the opposite trends going on. And I know what you might be thinking right now. You're probably thinking, I mean, come on, Simon. Everyone knows that France is the biggest nuclear country. And, well, yes, you're absolutely right. But even there, things are starting to change. From The Guardian. Inspectors find safety irregularities at Cresault Nuclear Forge in France. In the United Kingdom, they wanted to build six plants, but in the end, they only went for one. In Italy, they held a referendum in 1990 to stop nuclear forever, and Spain might close all seven of their nuclear reactors as soon as they get old. This means they won't renovate them and they won't build new ones. So, in 10 years, Spain might become a completely non-nuclear country as well. But this is all rather small compared to Germany. If there's an anti-nuclear country, it's Germany. In three years, they will have closed all of their nuclear plants, and this is a big move. In less than a decade, Germany will have closed 17 reactors. They used to rely a lot on nuclear power, but now essentially they're saying no more. And let's not forget that this country is the biggest energy consumer in all of Europe. It has 80 million citizens and plenty of factories. Indeed, it's the largest country and the largest economy in Europe. So the question is, how is Germany going to do away with nuclear power? I mean, what are they going to use to produce energy now? And, well, who's really benefiting from this anti-nuclear policy? And most importantly, is this really good news in the fight against climate change or not? Well, today we're going to answer all of these questions, but before we do, let's take a look back at the history. Angela and her demons. If nuclear power is like hamburgers, Germany started their diet in 2011, and you might be wondering, well, why? I mean, what was such a big problem back then? Well, let's compare it to neighboring France. France has 58 reactors producing 75% of the electricity in the country. Nevertheless, until 2011, Germany had just 17 reactors producing a little less than 20% of the country's total energy. In other words, Germany didn't have any reason to close its nuclear plants so fast, right? Why did it rush its anti-nuclear agenda so much? Well, the answer lies in one word, Fukushima. In the year 2011, a tsunami hit a Japanese nuclear power plant, the Fukushima power plant. This is how one of the worst nuclear accidents started. And I know what you're thinking, Japan might have those kinds of problems because they have earthquakes and tsunamis and things like that, but I mean, Germany? In order to answer this question, we have to go back in time to the 1960s. The 1960s were the golden era for nuclear. Back then, Germany was divided into two countries, the capitalist West and the communist East. 
the West, General Electric installed the first plants. Soon, German companies like Siemens started specializing in nuclear power and launching their own reactors. In the East, by comparison, the nuclear plants were built by big state-owned companies. So yes, the communist East Germany was happy with nuclear power, and they had lots of reasons to be. Why? Well, they had their own uranium mines. In fact, there was a time when Eastern Germany was the fourth largest uranium producer. Meanwhile, although the West had their own mines, they were too small. Most of the uranium came from Canada and Australia. And this is how we come to 1986. What happens in this year? Well, of course, that would be the year of the Chernobyl accidents. This was the worst nuclear accident in history, way worse than Fukushima. By then, Germany already had a big anti-nuclear movement. After years of protests, they had already stopped some nuclear construction projects. And this is why, after Chernobyl, anti-nuclear sentiment grew in Western Germany. In fact, one of the conditions they required East Germany to agree to for reunification was the closure of all the nuclear power plants. For example, at the time, there was a plant under construction in a city called Stendal. They stopped construction immediately, and they haven't restored the building since then. Basically, after Chernobyl, nobody trusted Soviet security at all. But the story doesn't stop here. This German anti-nuclear movement became a political party, the Greens. And watch out, because this party is very important. They even had a coalition government with the Social Democrats in the 1990s. Do you remember Gerhard Schroeder? Well, we talked about him in some previous videos. So before he was working for Gazprom, when he was the Chancellor of Germany, he was supported by the Greens. And this is why one of his policies was the complete shutdown of all nuclear power plants by 2021. Nevertheless, in 2010, with Angela Merkel's government, they changed their plans. While Schroeder said he would shut down all of the country's power plants by 20. 2021, Merkel postpones the shutdowns for 15 more years until 2036. So, well, what happened next? Well, again, Fukushima. Despite the fact that the authorities checked piece by piece all 17 reactors and found no security issues, the public's mind it was already made up. This is why Merkel changed her plans. Three months to close the oldest reactors and a few more years to close the rest. But okay, so was it only Fukushima or was there something else? Well, of course there was something else. The real keyword behind all of this is not Fukushima, but fear. And not fear of radioactivity, but fear of the elections. During the 2009 elections, the two main political parties in Germany, the Social Democrats and the Christian Democrats, didn't even win 60% of the votes. Germans didn't trust the mainstream parties anymore. And who capitalized on this mistrust in mainstream politics? Well, of course, that was the Greens. In fact, everywhere in Europe, the Greens are getting more and more votes. If you don't believe me, just check the outcomes of the latest EU elections in 2019. And yes, one of the key goals in the Greens' manifesto is closing nuclear power plants as soon as possible. So Merkel decided that the best she could do in this situation was to close the nuclear debate once and for all. In 2022, Germany will have no more nuclear power period. With this strategy, she hopes to make the Greens less and less relevant. If they have nothing to fight against, there's no reason to vote for them anymore, right? So now you might wonder, well, has this strategy worked? Well, not really. From The Guardian. Germany's fragile coalition braced for upset with Greens and far-right set for more gains. In fact, anti-nuclear sentiment is also big business for some people. Don't believe me? Well, keep watching. Nuclear? Nein, danke. 
Imagine that one day you start a no hamburger diet. And so eventually you just say, well, fuck it. If I can't eat hamburgers, I guess I'll just eat as much ice cream as I want. One month later, you eat five ice cream cones a day and you wonder why you're still gaining weight. So, well, this is what happens in Germany. Just listen to this. As a country, I think we can pioneer the green energy revolution. We can, as a powerful industrial nation, achieve the transformation to efficient renewable energies. That day, the so-called energy vendor policy started. This was the energy transition. Basically, Germany would bet on renewable energies while at the same time reducing CO2 emissions to fight climate change. In eight years, the change has been radical. Nuclear went from generating 22% of the country's power consumption to just 12%. Green energy has gone from 17 to 35. But hold on a second, because there's another side of the green energy story. The truth is, with the technology we have today, it's very expensive to store energy. Solar panels produce energy during the day, wind turbines produce energy when it's windy, but what happens on a quiet night? Where do you get your energy from in those situations? A good alternative would be natural gas, but if you've watched previous videos on this channel, you already know the political problems with that one. We've devoted a whole series of videos to talking about that issue and we'll continue to talk about it, so subscribe if you want more of that. But natural gas is bad because it would make Germany even more dependent on natural gas. So if we can't rely fully on solar, winds or gas, well, what else do we have on the list? Well, yeah, we have the least green option of all. From The Guardian Brown coal wins a reprieve in Germany's transition to a green future. In fact, brown coal is one of the biggest issues with this energy vendor. Brown coal is a type of coal that pollutes a lot. Then again, Germany is the world's biggest producer of this, so yes, thanks to the energy vendor, Germany has secured 20,000 jobs. Coal companies couldn't be happier. What's the price of all of this? Well, of course, it's CO2 emissions. Brown coal causes more pollution than any other kind of coal. So in today's Germany, brown coal accounts for 23% of total energy consumed. In reality, though, it's a lot more. Factoring in the coal that Germany imports gets you to about 35%. So in other words, if Germany's goal was to increase climate change, then, well, congratulations, Germany. You did it. From DW. Germany had missed 2020 greenhouse gas emissions target. Fukushima and the Paris Agreement happened in a very similar time frame. And Germany is showing the world that if you're an industrialized country, you cannot close coal plants and nuclear plants at the same time. You need to keep at least one of the two open. And if you thought the energy drama stopped there, well, you'd better think again. As we said in previous videos, nuclear plants are expensive to build, but once you have them, it's very cheap to produce energy using them. So Closing nuclear plants means that the energy bill is going to be wildly expensive. Add to this the fact that green energies are far from cheap, and you will get news like this. From Bloomberg. Germany's economic backbone suffers from soaring power prices. So now the question goes to you. Do you think Germany will keep their energy transformation even if it means lower competitiveness for their companies? And what do you think is more important, climate change or anti-nuclear sentiments? And what would you have done if you were in the German government? Would you close the coal plants or the nuclear ones? So I really hope you enjoyed that episode of the Visual Politic Podcast. As always, please do consider leaving us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, really. We 
we appreciate them we read them and it's nice to see those reviews appearing so if you want to go do that that would be grand and as always i'll be back in another episode real soon